so much for allowing us to be here. We thank you for the rain. We thank you, Lord, uh, that you uh, always uh, bless us in ways that we don't uh, understand. Lord, we just pray for Brother Darrell as he comes to deliver your word. We thank you for uh, the opportunity to praise you in song. God, help us to do that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
this time of desperation when all we know is doubt and fear there is only one foundation we believe we believe This broken Thank you. 
faithfulness has walked beside me. The winter storms made way for spring. Turn with me in your Bible, if you will, to Hebrews chapter 13, 8 through 9. In fact, past few weeks have been, titles been one verse messages because that's what the pastor does in chapter 13 up 
down until verse 9. Each verse has been almost completely different from, from the others, so we've been calling it one-verse messages as we got down to verse 9. From here on out, the themes will be a little longer. Verses 8 and 9 today, Hebrews 13, 8 and 9. Eight is one of the more famous verses out of the book, probably one of the most famous verses. And so Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And verse 9 will be different. So Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there's an outline of this on the back side of your announcements if you'd like to use that. So that's going to be the theme for the first part of the message. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. So the next screen says change indicates something can be better or worse, right? That's the only way that change can come. Something can be better or worse. That something can be more or less. So this is why uh, Jesus being the fulfillment of the Godhead bodily, as Paul put it, this is why God cannot change. Because he can't be better, and he can't be worse. We all, I, I, I think we often get it, well, he can't be worse, but he can't be better. God can't improve, okay? When you're talking to someone, you know, that's just kind of an easy way to put it. Why, you know, why, why do you say God can't change? Well, what would he change to? He can't be better. Uh, he can't be more. And he can't be, we often think, well, he can't be less. We get that. We often, we, we get, I think, we get that God can't decrease. But we forget that he can't increase. Because that would mean that he's not everything yet. So God can't change. He can't change. Because something has to be better, worse, more, or less. Now, I could really concentrate on that, you know, uh, and we will from time to time. We really concentrate on that. But I think a lot of us get that in a way. Now, I, let me say this. When we talk about God, the personality, the character of God, this always happens to me. Somebody will say something or the scriptures will say something, and, and I see it, and I halfway understand it, but it's hard for me to wrap my head around it completely. Well, of course it is. If you could wrap your head around, if you could really comprehend God, then what does that make you? God. Okay. Well, we're not. And so there's always a part of us that says, you know, there's just so much about God I don't get. Well, of course there is so much about God that you don't get. If you got it, one thing make you God, well, you're not. And then the other thing is, well, then... He's not really as much God as I thought he was. So there's always, there's always going to be this part of him that we really struggle to comprehend. So I'm not really going to zero in on that. It's Jesus can't change. He's the same yesterday, today, today, and forever. Cannot, will not change. But that's it. That's the only thing that will not change. So we're going to talk about change today. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get this out right now. We're going to talk about change today. Everything else changes. The writer could have said it this way. Jesus is the only one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what I'm going to concentrate on. We get that God can't change. 
But now we're going to talk about, but we will. And we are. And everything that God created will. And the, in fact, let's just go on to Genesis 1-1 while I get this out of my system right off the bat. Change is tough to talk about in, a, in any kind of crowd, any kind of room. Change is tough to talk about because we all deal with it in different ways. A lot of us, in fact, let me say this, all of us at some point don't like it. Now, there are some in the room who say, oh, yeah, I do. I, yeah, you do to a point. You do to a point. But all of us have this place. We're all at a different place. But we're, all of us have this place where, oh, uh, that's, that's too much. You know, that's too much. That's, that's too fast. That's too much. So we all, I, I get it that we're all at a different place, but we all will find that place where change is difficult. Uh, it's not familiar we like things to stay the way they are. We like the, we like the familiar. We, uh, I often say we don't change until we have to. And I think that's usually true. We don't change until we have to. Okay, just we all struggle with it. This is, this is the kind of message where I could get up here if I felt like, like it. I could get up here and I could just hammer away at you. You need to change. You need to get out of your tradition. You need to do that. But I don't feel like doing that. Okay, because I don't feel like any, I don't want anybody doing that to me. Well, we're all right here in the same boat. Change is tough. Change is difficult. The older I get, I, I'll say this. I think that, that preaching and pastoring has become a young man's game. You've got to change so much and so fast. The older I get, that's really getting hard to do. I just, you know, so much stuff, I just don't want to. You know, I just don't want, hey, it's okay to say that. It's, it's okay to say that. Some of the stuff I've just had to, but I didn't want to. Uh, it, it's tough. It's tough. All right. Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Now, M Moses, when he wrote that, could have put a period right there. That's kind of the first where we start with God doesn't change. In the beginning, God. In the beginning is time, right? That's when time for us, what we think of as time, started. In the beginning. That's where time starts. In the beginning, God was already there. Okay, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and, for, and forever. He always has been. In the beginning, God was already there. God was waiting for the beginning. So in the beginning, God, he just is. That's why when Moses was talking to God and said, well, uh, at the burning bush, who shall I tell the Egyptians that you are? And in fact, who shall I tell the Israelites that you are, that you're sending me to? Who shall I tell everybody sent me? And you remember what God said, I am. I am that I am. Well, that's not enough. Yeah, it is. It's going to have to be. God just said, I just am. God just is. In the beginning, God. Jesus was talking to some of the Pharisees, and they want to know, well, where did you come from? How, how old are you? And Jesus told them, before Abraham was, I am. Well, you're not, even, you're not even 50 years old yet. Yeah, Jesus would say, you guys don't get it. Before Abraham was, and he uses the capital I, the capital A, the capital M, I am. God just 
is. He always has been. He is. He always will be. In the beginning, God. But what's the next word? In the beginning, God created. Now, now there's change. Change started right there. In the creation of God, everything is changing all the time. We forget that sometimes. Everything is changing all the time. The last song we sang, I'm sure you didn't catch it, but the verse in there about the seasons changing. Everything is changing. We're in a changing season now, but in in a way we always are, right? The seasons are changing. God created, and so things in creation and in change, things can be more or less. Things can be better or worse. What God created, everything that God created is changing. Why? Because it's not God. There's the separation between the creator and the creation. And that's why Paul says, I believe in Romans chapter 1, he said, he said y'all have gotten all messed up. You started worshiping the creation instead of the creator, and there's a difference. In the beginning, God created So the creation began, and then began the change. And if you read Genesis chapter 1 and 2, you see the difference in the days of creation. Everything is different, and God created things with time in in them. God God created a tree, a tree, a rock that already had age in it, and that tree and that rock continues to age. God created a human with age in him. He was already aged and he continues to age and all creation can be more or less it's changing all the time and that's us that's us that's why we're always in this place of change and God's doing that with you right now whether you you know we know that biologically that has to be true we're aging whether we like it or not. I, I know a lot of us, you know, it's, it's, it's odd. When you're young, you want to be old. And when you're old, you want to be young. We're just all messed up in that way. But we're just, we're just changing all the time. We see that. But now in spiritual ways, we are too. So in the beginning, and I'm just going to stop there. In the beginning, God created. You see God, and then you see the creation of God. That creation is always in, a, in flux, in change. I want you to look, uh, we'll have it on the screen, but I'm going to turn, if you want to, Romans chapter 8.29. It will be on the screen. Romans 8.29. This is what God's doing. Let's move from, you know, all creation to you. Romans 8.29. For whom he did foreknow, foreknew, for whom he foreknew, knew you before you were born, for whom he foreknew, He also predestined. This is your destiny. Who did he foreknew, foreknow all of you? Everyone. There's never been a birth where God said, oh, I wasn't expecting that one. There's never been, no, I'm just going to stop right right there. There, There's never been anyone come into the earth that that has surprised God, okay? So whom he foreknew, he also predestined. What's that mean? This is your destiny. 
What's my destiny? What did God make me for? To be conformed to the image of his son. To be like Jesus. To look like him, so to speak. To act like him. To be like him. To be conformed to him. To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So your destiny and mine and everyone that God has created, God's will for all of us is to be conformed into the image, to be like Jesus. Now, conformed, that means you have to be changed. That means that he is changing you. Probably everybody in the room wants that to be pleasant. It isn't, is it, always? It isn't always pleasant. And I was saying, boy, that sounds good, but it doesn't always happen in a pleasant way, in an easy way, to be conformed into the image. So God is changing. Let's go on to uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. going to sound very similar. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So as he's conforming us into the image of Jesus, Paul says also, do not be conformed to this world, but transformed. What's God doing? That. Day by day, moment by moment, week by week, He's doing that with you, conforming and transforming you. He's changing you. Some of you have been through some really tough times. I've been through those with you. Some of you have been through some really tough times. I haven't been through them with you. Our church has been through some really. What do you think makes First General Baptist Church? A lot. There's a lot. There's a whole bunch that's involved in that. But what is part of what has made First General Baptist Church what it is? Isn't it a lot what we've been through? Isn't it a lot what God has seen us through? And it has made us whatever we are, whatever that is. But it's... Uh, it's a lot of other things involved in that too, but it's what God has seen us through, the, uh, the stuff we've been through, and we got through it. You know what? Uh, you would never think about stuff like this, but the, the whole pandemic thing that we went through where we met in the gym and were online exclusively for a while and, and all that stuff that, no church anywhere. I mean, all of us were, all the churches were having to do it at the same time, but no church anywhere had had to do that before. We were all kind of going through it at the same time. Kind of a selfish thought on my part is, is I'm glad that I got to be here. I'm glad I got to be the pastor through that. Because sometime out, in the, out a long time from now, or maybe not, somebody going to look back and said, oh, that was the guy that saw him through that. That was the guy who stayed. I want to be 
the fellow who stays and sees people through it. I want, I want, I want to be the fellow who doesn't run off. What's made us? It's the stuff we've been through. What's made you? Same thing, right? It's the stuff you've been through. And Jesus has been with you through it every step of the way. And he's made you what you are. Not only that, he's making you, right? You haven't been made yet. If you're a cake, you're not baked yet. Okay? You're not done yet. Why? Because you're breathing. You're breathing. You're thinking. You're living. You're not done yet. You've not been completely transformed yet. You've not been completely conformed yet. What's going on? God is transforming you right now. God is conforming you right now. What am I going through? God is transforming you. God is conforming you into the image of his dear son. You're becoming more like Jesus as you allow Jesus to work in you and through you. As you allow him to complete his work in you. What's going on? I can't tell you specifically, but I know in a broad stroke, I know what's going on with you. God is transforming you right now. And some of you would say, hey, I'm really enjoying it. I, I, I get that. There are weeks, man, I love that transforming work of God. But there are some weeks that God, I wish you wouldn't be transforming me quite so much. Because some of the things that really make us and form us are pretty tough stuff. But God's seen you through the past, hasn't he? He's brought you through it, and he's doing that right now. Now, every one of us, every seat, every story is different. There's none of us that's going through exactly the same thing. But in every way, as that Holy Spirit moves among us and in us and around us, and just as, as, as he moves among us, He's doing his perfect work. He's conforming you, and he's transforming you right now. That's what's going on. That is what's going on with you. If you'll let him do his perfect work in your life. Now, let's move on. I'm not going to spend near as long on verse 9. It's different. It's different. I get that. It's different, and I don't... I don't really know if the pastor then intended for it to fit together so well because it is a completely cha a different change of t topic. But I'm going to tie it in a little bit more with verse 8 than maybe that pastor intended. Do not be carried about, verse 9, do not be carried about with various, uh, uh, various and strange doctrines. For it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. What's that mean? Well, it's similar to what Paul talks about in Romans, Romans and in 1 Corinthians where he uses um, food that is sacrificed to idols. And, and, and I know we don't deal with that, but he's using that as an, as an analogy. So food would be sacrificed to idols, and some Christians thought you could eat it, some Christians thought you couldn't eat it. And so there's a big to-do 
about food. And so, uh, and I know they didn't talk like that. They didn't say, this is a big to-do about food. But in verse 9, I could put it this way. If I could translate it into, into our translation, uh, don't get carried away with strange doctrines. Don't get carried away by this big to-do about food. It's not that important. It's not that important. So quit stressing it. But don't be carried away with various and strange doctrines. I mean, I'm going to end with this, but I, do, I don't want you to forget that first part of verse 8, but I do want to end with this verse 9, and I'm going to bring the thought back to verse 8. Don't get carried away with various and strange do- doctrines. First General Baptist Church, don't get carried away with strange doctrines. Uh, this is what we teach, okay? This is what we teach. We're not getting carried away with everything going on in culture. Let me put it to you this way. I'm glad it happened like this. It seems like, and I didn't go back and look, but it seems like we started going through the book of Hebrews about when the pandemic started. It was very close to that. And I love the fact, this is what we do here. We go through the Bible book by book, verse by verse, every once in a while, uh, maybe, you know, the Father's Day, the mother, Mother's Day, we'll, we'll change it up a little bit. Every once in a while, we will take a break. But what we do is we go through the Bible, book by book, verse by verse. This is what we teach. So I'm glad when the, when the pandemic was going, I could stand up here and say, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 2. And when there was a capital riot, I can stand up here and say, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4. When the stock market falls, I can say, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 8. Do you see what I'm saying? No matter what happens, it doesn't matter what happens. We're not leaving the just simple doctrine that, that God gave us to teach. We're not going to be swayed around. We're not going to be jumping around. We're not going to move around to, to, to teach different things. I'm not going to open the newspaper, and I'm not going click on, click on to click on the Internet and preach that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that because if I start doing that, every week is different. And every week, I don't know what is, what's going to happen next. You know what we're, is going to happen next? Turn in your Bible to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 10. That's next, okay? It doesn't matter what everybody else does. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, we're not going to do a big to-do about food. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, I want our church to be like this. The scripture, uh, the unerring word of God is what we're going to teach, okay? All right, that's verse 9. Let's end with verse 8 again. This is what God's doing. He's conforming and transforming you, okay? He's at work in your life. I'm going to ask the band to, to come. We're going to do that song evidence again. And uh, I want to do that song again because it's an encouraging song 
even in the midst of a very possibly discouraging time, okay? And I realize that as God is at work, often we, uh, we will struggle through. But I want you to see the song again as an encouraging word in perhaps a very discouraging time. And I want you to see afresh and anew that Jesus is at work in your life and he is transforming you and he is bringing you to be conformed to be like him. I want you to see Jesus at work in your life. I want you to see that, okay? I'm going to ask you to stand, if you would. This is our prayer time, and uh, some of you may want to come and pray. Like, I, re I really want to. I just, I, I need to. I, I just, I need this time to come and, come and talk to the Lord about whatever's go going on. And things going on, I don't understand it, but I know that God does. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm not, and I, I, I need his help. So you just may need to come and pray for yourself for things that are going on with you, or you may need to come and pray for someone else for what they are going through. But whatever the need is, as they sing this song, I think it's a song, a song of encouragement. As they sing this song, if you need to come and pray about anything, we invite you to come. All throughout my history, faithfulness is walk beside me. Winter storms way for spring and every season from where I'm standing I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life all over my life I see your promises and fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. Help me remember when I wake. Fear may come, fear will leave. You lead my heart to victory. Oh, Jesus. 
of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises in fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. Yeah. I see the evidence of your goodness. Yeah. 